everyone. <laughs> I've decided this is the intro today. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the classic Skeleton Crew podcast, starring your hosts, Almighty Strauss, that's me. And Sardo, that's me. Hello, everybody. Sardo slash Uncle Death, whichever one you prefer. Hello, everybody. <laughs> one of these days, I, I joked, by the way, to myself that I was going to open our the first episode with a fake theme song. But because I don't have any instruments to record a theme song or any, like, software to make music, it would have just been me singing a really not real theme song. Well, you know what? Give me some time. I'll grab a kazoo for next time. You know what? Maybe. We'll just have kazoo. I'm dead serious, man. <laughs> uh, I know you're serious. It's just that... I have to remember. And I won't. <laughs> you know what? That's valid. Anyway, folks, last time we talked about what makes a good bad movie, but today we're going to talk about something different. We're going to be talking about things that scared us as kids. We have some stories, but first we opened up about the hentai back last week. We're not doing that. We're going to talk about the story of Pedro Paramo, a book that oh. I bought, but specifically how it got delivered to my house. Okay. So I ordered it off Amazon because it's a it's a Mexican novel. I'm going to read yeah. uh, from uh, Selden Rodman, the New York Times book review. Among contemporary writers in Mexico today, Juan Rufalo, Rulofo is expected to mm -hmm. rank among the immortals. It's about a guy who goes back to his dad's hometown. It's full of ghosts. Very nice. It's very fun. I think. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. So I bought it Sunday to read for next week. And I right. had to buy it via Amazon because it's it's kind of hard to just buy books. That Like, my local bookstore is good. But it's like, if I'm, I'm not sure it's going to have this. No guarantees. Yeah. So, so I buy it. I'm like, all right, it's going to get here on Valentine's Day. And as you know, Valentine's Day is every time's day. Oh, of course. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, excellent. It's coming. And then it's like, oh, it's not going to get here. It's going to get here on Wednesday. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Don't care. I, I don't need it until next Wednesday anyways. And then it's like, actually, on second thought, we're going to deliver it at like 10 p.m. Because Amazon does that for some insane reason. Why not? So I'm sitting there. I'm streaming. And I'm streaming with my friend Celine, as you know. Yes. And I'm sitting there, and like I suddenly get like a message, like your order's been delivered, and it shows like where they put it, and I see the picture. It's not my house. Oh no! <laughs> I'm like, whose house is this? I'm like, did I actually send this to my mother's house? Because that's happened before. I want everyone to understand that I've accidentally sent packages to my mother's house because it's still in my vicinity like, ad address book it's not, not in my vicinity that's all the way across oh, the country oh. my oh. mom my parents still live in san francisco like if i send something oh. there it's all the way to the other side of the country oh now, no this is not a complaint i didn't send it there by the way i double checked mm -hmm. just to make sure i didn't do that because i've done that before i haven't done it in a while but you know it's a thing that could happen yeah and i look and i'm like whose deck is this because I live in an area where all the houses have, like, little, like, front porches. Not, like, a porch porch, necessarily. But, like, there's, like, a like little bit of stairs. And it's a little porch area. Mostly because it, here in the Massachusetts, in the Grand Mass area, you get places where it snows. It rains. You get the elements. Right. So you have, like, a little bit for when people come to your house. They can be like, ah, yes, I'm out of the elements while I... I, you know, they could brush themselves off of snow, which I've done. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it snows here. So then I come back, and I'm like, when I'm done streaming, I try to check to see whose deck it is. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, which one of my neighbors is now stuck with my package and have to deal with that on their own time? <laughs> and I want to make it very clear. I feel bad for them. This is not their fault. They didn't do this. This was because it was like 10 p.m., it's dark out, and seeing the numbers on the buildings is hard. And, like, the GPS to get to our house is weirdly, like, not where my house is. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. 
So there I am. I'm like, okay. Where the hell is this thing? And I'm like, I couldn't find it. I'm starting to check people's deck at like 1 a.m. in the morning, so that's already kind of weird. Mm -hmm. So I come back, and someone had brought it back, which I, I assume has happened, but now I don't know where my package went. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, to myself, it's like, if you're just gonna fuck it up, why not just deliver it in the daytime? daytime? I could have waited. That is an excellent question. Because now I had, I had to, like, send it's like, oh, did we do good? I'm like, no, you didn't deliver it to my house. <laughs> you, you did very bad, actually. You, you failed. failed. You failed at the one goal, which is put package in front of door. You had one job. Yeah. And I don't like yelling about people who work at a service job. That's not nice. I'm a nice person, I'd like to believe. Right. But, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's how, how my that's, that's how, how my Tuesday, Tuesday went, went which, which was otherwise a very pleasant Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> I'm just like, like why? Why? <laughs> why this? I was just because you know I I don't order a lot of stuff off of Amazon, and I don't order a lot of stuff in general. I, I just go yeah. and buy it when I can. But it was just really funny to be like, God, dang it. Now I had to go out and find out. Like, I almost wanted to put up a note that says, like, hey, whoever had my package, go ahead. You can open it, read the book. I don't mind. Just uh, bring it back to me by next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. That's what I needed. <laughs> it's not a long book. It's only, like, 124 pages. It's a novella. Well, that sounds like it'll be a good read. You'll have to let me know how it is. I, I will. I'm excited. I've, I've, I've been trying to get my book club to read more different literature. There's a, a bad case of nerds only wanting to read the things they want to learn. Let me just say, this better do better than the last thing you suggested for book club in terms of people showing up. Mm-hmm. Want to guess the amount of people that showed up? Uh, how many? I, that is not what a guess is, Sardo. A guess requires you to throw out a guess. Ah, uh, I don't know, five? Oh, oh no, that's, that's when we get, like, more than, more than the usual amount of people. people. I, I got, got two. Ah. And, yeah, it, it, was, it, it was sad. People didn't want to read more of Berserk, and I was sad. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, the start of Berserk is not a good foot forward, so I'm not going to blame people that much. Yeah. That's that's a rough, that's a rough, that's a rough read. We'll all talk more about Berserk another day. That that's it's not on the sheet, but it's gonna happen. Yes. Oh, and before we get into our topic for today, uh, real quick, I would like to uh, make a happy birthday announcement. Oh, it is my dad's birthday today. Oh yeah, we're recording this on the fifteenth. Happy birthday to Sardo's father. Thank you for helping yeah. bring Sardo into the world. I, I won't I won't say how old he is, but he he sounds like he's having a very good birthday today. So happy birthday, Dad! Thank you for being my dad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how old my dad is either. <laughs> I forgot. I'm like at this point, he's just old. <laughs> I mean, my dad's retired. Mm -hmm. So at this point, it's like it doesn't matter how old you are. You're just you're a retiree. <laughs> Exactly. You've achieved the yeah. goal. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just want to go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I do. I do want to say happy birthday, Mister Redacted. <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful birthday. You don't know who I am, but your beloved child does. All right. So. Shall we get started? Yeah, I guess we'll just go into our main topic, and if we have anything else to talk about, we'll talk about it once we're done. Today, we're talking about things that scared us as kids, because we're currently both in agreement that we have much more brain-wormy topics that we absolutely want to talk about, but no, we can't start with. Yeah, because we, we don't want to scare any uh, scare anybody away quite we, yet. <laughs> we don't want to scare our potential sponsors away just yet. Soon. And... This this one is always like when when I'm at a party and like I don't really want I don't really know people but I want to start a conversation. This is usually the question that I ask people. It's like what is something that just scared the crap out of you as a kid? Because 
you always get interesting answers. <laughs> I got a couple. I, I might as well start. Let's just, we're, we're at a party yeah. and Sarah just asked me, so I'm going to do it. Well, when I was a small lad, and I talked like this all the time. But in reality, uh, I have two. I have, I have a good one that I remember off the top of my head. Was uh, I had a nightmare when I was a kid mm-hmm. that it stuck with me for ages, and it was about a green pumpkin that got mad at me because I took its dirt and it ate. Oh, oh, yeah. But it, it, the the part that I remember most about the pumpkin was that the pumpkin did not look like a normal green pumpkin. It looked like a puppet version of a pumpkin. <laughs> Okay. So for some reason, it looked like a puppet. Apparently, I dreamed in puppets. <laughs> in puppet format. As as kids are wont to do, I guess. Yeah. The other that does one sound... that I have... Uh, go on, though. That does sound scary, though. I would be afraid. It, yeah, I, I was like... I don't know. I was young enough to be like... You know... A child <laughs> yeah when they what's worse th- than that a child <laughs> no <laughs> no but um um the other one was something that also scared my older sister because mm-hmm. i when my older sister moved out to go to boarding school she left a po- i got to take over her room at right. my dad's house and in it was this giant Jim Morrison poster. And like, we swear to God, both of us swear that at night, it was the spookiest fucking poster because it looked like his face was replaced by a skull. We had a haunted poster until, and get this, until it got broken by accident. Oh no. And then it was back to normal. Now, was it back to normal or did it just unleash the curse upon the rest of the world? I don't know, maybe. I See, this a... is why everything is so bad now. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that this was too far back for it to be that. I still believe it was being held, held at bay by David Bowie. <laughs> you know, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think... Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you first. Go on. I... I had a couple of things and like I I don't know I I had an excessively overactive imagination as a kid like to the to the point where it got really annoying for my parents I think yeah, But it's, um it's good that I let you go because I was just basically going to ask you to go Yeah so like there there were a lot of things and I I think the the more, I don't know, the more usual answer, I think the stuff you probably hear a lot of people say, um, Watership Down absolutely traumatized me as a kid. Oh, I um, mean, yeah. I had a babysitter who was one of those people that she was this, she was this older lady, she was a chain smoker, and she would basically just, uh, she had a living room with a TV in it, and she's like, okay, here's the TV, have fun, I'm gonna go smoke. <laughs> and I was watching TV. And Watership Down came on Cartoon Network for whatever reason. And I, like, you know, my 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 dad was a 4-H kid. He was a, you know, country kid growing up, you know, and I, I was around that a lot. And it's like, you know, listen, I know there's animal death. I know rabbits are messed up because my, my dad raised them. And rabbits are mean and awful and scary. They're very cute, but they're awful. Yeah. But I'd never... I mean, I'd never seen anything like that. And by the time my mom came to get me, um, I was just still kind of sitting there, like, in shock. <laughs> it's like, I think it was the, it was the scene, the, the one that always sticks with me is the one where, like, the rabbits are, like, in the, in the burrows and, like, um, people are, like, dumping poison gas in there and the rabbits are, like, trying to claw their way up. And just absolutely reshaped my brain. I have I have another good one that's quite like that because, yeah, Watership Down, despite being a children's movie, should not be for kids. <laughs> you know, for kids. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh God, I just remember this one because, you know, y- you and I are of the age where 
you had the several VHSs you had as a kid. Oh, yes. Because... For for the youngins who maybe might be listening in, I don't know. I, I think the average age of our podcast listening base is our age and up. Yeah. I mean, one of them is my mom, therefore officially old enough to be my mother. But for the stray Zoomer that makes their way on yeah. to here. For the, random, for the random Gen Z child, back when we were young, you could only have so many videotapes. And they were tapes, we and they weren't very good. And they were a terrible We didn't format. have Netflix. There was no streaming. And Netflix, back when I was a kid, eventually only would only give you DVDs. And they mailed them to you. Which is weird, now that I think about it. It's very, very odd practice when you think about it. Life was different back then. But one of them was, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I think, you know, I think you know yes. exactly which scene I'm talking about because it's all about when Judge Doom finally is revealed as the bad guy and you're like, oh, I am perturbed. Remember me, Eddie? <laughs> when I killed your brother, I sounded just like this. And then the eyes pop out. It's like, I was not ready. I would say, though, a close second to that scene is is the bit where he's got the cartoon shoe and and he drops oh, yeah. it into the oh my god yeah whole, uh, you've if you haven't seen that movie go watch it. it it holds up extremely well and it's still fantastic rest in peace to bob hoskins by the way and richard williams yeah the two probably mm -hmm. most important people in terms of making that movie work is really really phenomenal movie like sometimes i still watch it and it's like i don't know how the hell my parents let me see this as a kid <laughs> i mean it, it was the 80s it was and we different were times it in the 90s. The, the other one that was like that was the large Marge scene from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes. This is where she suddenly goes all spooky and you're like ah! and, and as it's you've said before, it's like you you forget that it's a Tim Burton film up until that bit. Yeah. No, you forget that it's a t Tim Burton is directing that movie because it's one of those movies where it's like very much clearly like it's paul rubin's vehicle yes tim burton's just there to be the guy behind the camera right until there are moments where the movie's like no 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 this is this is where the tim burton comes out the other one is a dream sequence with clouds i'm like it is the most 80s tim burton thing that could happen and i appreciate the movie for being that way <laughs> yeah it's it's good shit it's good shit so what else scared you as a child um this is a little bit of a weird one. Uh, I was about, I think, six years old. And we were over at my maternal grandmother's house for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And my parents and my uncles were watching the South Park movie. And I was walking past. I was on my way to go do something else. And they were at the scene where they replace Kenny's heart with a baked potato and his chest explodes, basically. And... I was also too young to be watching that movie, but watched it anyways. That that fucked me up phenomenally. And um, from that day forward, I was I actually had, I think, a little bit of a legit phobia of Kenny. <laughs> I was I, very afraid I, of him. You know, I was kind of hoping you, you were going to say I had a legit phobia of, of baked potatoes. <laughs> oh, I've always loved baked potatoes. Yeah, I think you could never hear me with those things. I probably not, but I also liked baked taters. Potatoes. Love a tater. <laughs> Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Which is taters. <laughs> but we um at at our local uh and and again showing my age here uh at our local Sam Goody there was a big cardboard cutout of Kenny near the front of the entrance, and I would not go near it. Like I would hide behind my dad. <laughs> <laughs> because I was so afraid of Kenny. <laughs> I mean, that that's interesting because you would you would assume it would be something else. You know? It's like he you just, but no, it was Kenny. It was a He scared me. He he kept dying and and he kept coming back and that's <laughs> that was so messed up yeah. and you couldn't see his whole face. He was just those wide staring eyes and <sighs> 
Yeah, I know. I, I get it. It's just really funny because, like, I also <laughs> watched South Park at way too young. I'm not sure why my parents, especially my mother, let me watch that show. I guess because we were already watching The Simpsons. As, yeah. Like, normally. Because, like, The Simpsons. Oh, you know, that reminds me actually something because it is related to The Simpsons. Of things that could that could be scary because I remember an episode of Rugrats, mm, yep. and because yep. uh, Klasky Chupo, who was the animator for Rugrats, did like the first two seasons of The Simpsons or something like that. It's the one where Angelica is maybe getting a sibling, and they have like right, the most I... terrifying. Oh major. shit! It's the most terrifying. I remember this. I distinctly remember that. Well, because, like, Klasky Chupo was, like, always kind of ugly in their art Oh, style. yeah. Like, in a way that's appreciable now. Because, like, now, it's. Yeah, you know, with everything looking fun. so clean. And it, and, it, and, it, and it wasn't gross, like. Uh. What was it? It, it wasn't Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, it wasn't like Ren and Stimpy, which was gross as fuck. Disgusting. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it's like, it's... It's not necessarily aesthetically appealing, but it's in a way that works. Yeah. It, like, it's an art style. Yeah. Like, it, it had a thing it was clearly going for. Yeah. Like, you can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Like, especially nowadays where a lot of cartoons look vaguely similar. Cause it's, it's like, everything's it's so the, glossy. Yeah, it, it, because it's the style of the time. And I don't hate yeah. the style of the time. It's just, that's the style. It's just not for me. Yeah, yeah but I, I remember that episode. There was some stuff in Rugrats that was kind of just, like, creepy. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I feel like, one, I don't know, because I don't watch, uh, well, a lot of television anymore, <laughs> mm -hmm. period. But I remember when I was, uh, like, a, a lot of kids' TV used to be a lot more willing to be scary. Like, I could not yes. watch Are You Afraid of the Dark <laughs> too often, because it was like, oh no, it's spoopy. <laughs> you know, I was like four at the time. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's, it's you know, and that stuff, it's it's genuinely kind of scary when you're that age. Yeah, yeah. What's well, yeah. I mean, I was, I've always been, like, a big horror fanatic, and I think it's because um, I had the shit scared out of me very early on, so I just started, like, craving it. <laughs> it's just um, craving. I think my very first encounter with, like, horror as a child was we had that um the book's title was in a dark dark room and other scary stories had an orange yeah. cover you remember you know well, yeah you know. like every school had that on the rack yeah and like the art style in general i need to look up who did those illustrations because the art style in general was very off-putting in, in like a good way Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it was not, not, not gross. I think that's, that's the one yeah. we need to state. It wasn't gross thing. It was like, it was meant to be kind of like, well, it, it meant to go creepy and it, it did oh, well. Of, of fucking course, Alvin Schwartz was the one who compiled the stories. Alvin Schwartz, who terrified so many children just by putting together public domain stuff and then having the scariest people draw pictures for it yeah he also uh he was also the one responsible for scary stories to tell in the dark so yeah, thank you alvin schwartz mm -hmm. fuck you alvin schwartz <laughs> <laughs> dirk zimmer was the illustrator for this good illustrator oh very good i love his style also um Included in that, we haven't talked about the very obvious man in the room. Mm-hmm. R. N. Stain. Yes! The Goosebumps! I love some Boosegumps. I didn't read a lot of Goosebumps as a kid, if I'm being supremely honest. I, 
it wasn't like my main go-to, but you know, if there was nothing else and it was reading time in class, I, I was not above picking up a Goosebumps. Um, this movie bombs. Honestly, just but, points for having so many different fun titles. Right? Yeah, I... And just, like, Mr. Stein has never been afraid to go to some weird places with his horror, and, like, I always appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, so I'm, I'm looking at the pictures from the, um, the, the orange book. As, as I like to think of it. And the, the story, the story that got me was the green ribbon. What happens in the green ribbon? Oh, well, Strauss, let me tell you what happens in the green ribbon. There is a girl, and, and, and this is like, you know, the, the, the old, old story that no nobody remembers who the actual writer is. There's a girl, and she always wears a green ribbon around her neck. Oh, I and she's, she's friends with this boy, and this boy is asking her, it's like, you know, why don't you take the ribbon off your neck? And she's like, you know, I, I can't tell you. And they, they grow up, they get married, and eventually she gets very sick and she's dying. And eventually she tells her now husband, it's like, okay, um, you can take the ribbon off. And he takes the ribbon off and her head falls off. Yep, I remember, now I remember that much I got to. It's like, yep, nah, that's the one. Yes. And this led to a very, like weirdly specific fear for me of just like being decapitated or having my head just fall off for no reason like I was really afraid at age like five that my spine was just gonna come like unmoored from the rest of me <laughs> but it's the pictures because the girl like the girl is so fucking creepy looking like I you I don't know I'm, I'm gonna send you a picture over over you know over the cord and and it's Wired nothing via, via parrot tubes <laughs> this, is too, and like, this is all recorded over a can and some string <laughs> we're, we're yelling at each other through tin cans okay let's see if this works okay yeah and it's not scary at all it's just it's just it's just a picture and i still feel deep dread whenever i see these pictures oh no i the one i'm thinking of is the book scary scary stories to tell scary the dark mm, yeah um same same dude compiled those uh very, the illustrator that was very different illustration Stephen gamel yes, who Steve. also illustrated uh normal children's books if you can believe it and let me show you because Strauss, talk a little bit about uh, Mister Mister Gamel's artwork while while I'm looking uh, this up. Well, number one, it's mostly black and white, at least that I'm familiar with. It's black and white, but it is it is weird looking. Everything is just kind of creepy, almost almost a little surreal. It, it's clearly done via pencil or charcoal i i think he uses a mixture of watercolor and charcoal yeah that makes sense because like everything about it just look if you ever if you're old enough to remember scary stories to tell in the dark you know which book i'm talking about the cover I, is I, his, I remember historically is the one with the weird head growing on the ground with the pipe and the red nose yep oh yeah head that looks a little bit like sid haig in my opinion <laughs> just a tiny bit rest oh, in peace sid haig you were a master. <laughs> Might have been. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at a picture of Sid Haig real quick. What do you? Maybe. See? But. Okay, that it might have been legit. <laughs> might have been. That might have been the case. But it's like, and, and I'll I'll make a confession as somebody who who works within libraries is that every time because um. Years and years later, uh, they did a re-release of the Scary Stories collections, and um, they had these illustrated by Brett Helquist of um, the also the same man who illustrated for a series of unfortunate events. A very very talented man, mm -hmm. and the images are considerably less off-putting. <laughs> the problem is that like a series of unfortunate events has good art. I was never huge into it, but you know I know it has good yeah. art. I'm going to say it, his but, art style doesn't fit. I mean, I 
I've I've read them and like no, it's not the same vibe at all. Yeah. It's it's very like the, the original illustrations were so not for feel like they were for kids. Right. But I'll, I'll admit my my bad librarian moment is that sometimes I'll get a family who comes in and asks for those books. And if we have the Hellquist version available, I usually give them that. If they have like really tiny little children, because those books fucked me up immeasurably. <laughs> and it's just like I kind of want to spare them from the <laughs> Oh no from I the experience. My, my I had. experience reading those was because what would happen is I would sometimes have to stay a bit late after school, so we had like the after school part. And that right. was in like the after school room. Mm-hmm. Cause like for me, like I was never super scared of monsters. Right. I, I think mostly because I was like I watched a lot of Godzilla movies as a kid, so it's like yeah. why, why would I be scared of Frankenstein? Godzilla is like a uh, hundred feet tall and can step on him. <laughs> yeah. Why would I be scared of uh, Dracula? He can get atomic breath. <laughs> Anguirus could hit him with his club tail and go. Kaiju could take any of these guys super easy. I mean, they're huge. They're large. Like, sorry, Alucard, you might be awesome and cool, but, like, it's Godzilla. Yeah. Go, go, Godzilla. <laughs> exactly. But but as you were saying, it's like, yeah, I mean, monsters never really scared you that much. So it's like, I, I, so, like, so stuff about ghosts and skeletons were a lot more. Ooh. Well, actually, skeletons never really scared me either, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I blame that on my, like, very somewhat light Mexican heritage, where it's like, skulls oh, are yeah. everywhere down there, so you're just like, oh, look, it's, like, I have stuff where it's, like, just a skeleton making dinner. <laughs> and it's, like, it, culturally, it seems like the way they depict skeletons is, is very friendly and lighthearted and, like... Well, yeah, and then you realize, like, how metal, like, the history of the native populace of Mexico is, and you're like, this is the toned-down version. This is after the yes. Catholicism hit. <laughs> Definitely. But it's like, I don't know, it's like, I never found, like, skeletons or zombies scary, but, like, spooky shit in the dark. I did, re I do remember, like, a children's book that we had. That was like about this one like Mexican girl talking about, it. and she there's this one kind of very moody page about mm -hmm. La Rona. Ooh, and like I don't remember being scared of it, but I remember it being so. Like I'm gonna see if I can find remember what the book is called because I do not have any memory. So if you don't know what La Rona is, uh, I I am acquainted with the uh, the legend of La Llorona. <laughs> Woman, a woman who um, I believe uh, drowns her children and then she comes back as a ghost and she's in, in search of her lost children. Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to remember like what the book was called. Because it wasn't like about her. It's just the mom warning her. It's like she would come for you. <laughs> oh, and in the meantime, while you're looking, um, I am going to share uh, Stephen Gamel illustrating a normal children's book. Okay, I'm curious about this. And I, I cannot remember what this book was called. Like, at all. It's like, so it had it, and it was, you know, much like a lot of other stuff when you were a child, you had a lot of them, and you just can't remember shit about them. Hold on, what is it, it all tends to blend together. Yeah. And you remember the book, well, because I remember the book. You know what, this is definitely his art style, and it's significantly less, I think I remember this book. <laughs> Or at least seeing it, because it looks vaguely familiar. But yeah, no, it's it's one of those books. I remember this book specifically because unlike most of my most of my like children's book, it was very different. Because, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, it, it was one of those books that like the average kid probably didn't own. You know, when you when you got a heritage, it suddenly becomes part of. Your oh, book. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now I want to. <laughs> she'll come for you if you go out in the fog too late now listen if i was a kid and i heard that story i would stay the hell inside <laughs> i would not go near that bog that bog not going near it nope 
fuck that bog. <laughs> not going anywhere close to that bog. Yeah, but I could I could definitely see that being very very unsettling. <laughs> oh, I just I just remember the art because it wasn't even it didn't even really show La Rona like that. It what it would show is it was like it would just be like this one like hooded figure just walking through the night and on this foggy day. Mhm. It was it's what I remember. <laughs> that is very creepy. Yeah. It was it's just one of the things I remember. It's better than being afraid of your jackets in your closet. <laughs> well, because you know, this one was when I was like a very little kid. Yeah. And, and it, it would look like all the jackets in the closet would look like a face and that's going, ah. <laughs> you know, it, it, I can't really say, uh, like, I don't, I don't really count it because like when you're like, five mm -hmm. everything scares you oh yeah and that's not this isn't like sp something weirdly specific it's just like oh no it's a thing i i have a similar ish story um i, I just remember it because it was it was so vivid to me um so I had one of the, you know those stuffed animal nets like the, the the net you keep in the corner and you put all your toys or whatever yeah, in it. Uh, the storage net. I don't I don't think yeah. I had one of those, but we had stuff like that. I had a storage net because I absolutely hoarded stuffed animals as a child, and I still oh, do a little bit to this day. Many beanie babies was it? Five percent. All of them. All of the fucking beanie babies. Same here. <laughs> I loved them. Um, my favorite was the Siamese cat. But um, I just remember having this constant fear that there was like a, like, okay, severed hand a la thing from the Adams family, you know, just severed little hand crawling around. But I always, I always thought it's like, what if it's living in my animal net and when I go to sleep, it's going to crawl up and it's going to strangle me while I sleep. And I don't know where I got this from. Like, I I hadn't really seen much of the Adams Family when I was that age, so I didn't really have that basis. But I remember staying up all night, all my lights on, staring at the net, just like, I know you're in there, you fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're in there. Come out and just do it. I was just so so scared of that for no reason. It's like I knew there was nothing in there. Yeah, but... I mean, I think when you're when you're that age, everything can be scary at the same time. Yeah, it's like even when you're not really scared of anything. It's like kids just have such a weird grip on reality at at that point in their lives. It's it's funny. I think it has a lot to do with just being, like, you're young, you don't know what things are. Yeah. And so when you see something that doesn't make sense and you don't, your brain doesn't have the knowledge to process it. Yeah, and like I said, I, I had a very, very active imagination. <laughs> like, to oh, yeah. to my detriment. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm trying but... to... Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that spooked me as a kid. Because I wasn't very heavily spooked as a kid. Not, like, I saw The Mummy Returns in theaters. That was awesome. <laughs> because that's more of an action movie anyways. That was cool. I can't, like, I can't think of anything over the age of 10 or around that that, like, truly scared me, scared me. That I can remember off the top of my head. The one other thing that freaked me the hell out as a kid was um I was a little bit older, but um because my my parents were very big into the X Files, and the episode with the fluke man. Mm. I did you 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 know which one I'm talking about right? No, I never watched the X Files. Um, well, let me let me grab a picture for you. Let me grab it a to picture. the audience, or are you going to force me to explain it to the audience? Um, no, I I mean I'll so the fluke man was. I, I don't have a great memory of the episode itself, but the 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 monster, the fluke man, was basically this guy who was infected by this like alien thing that turned him into this parasitic creature, 
And I think he could, like, you know, flatten himself and go through small spaces and stuff. But it was the most fucked up looking monster makeup. And it's just like, he looks like a burn victim, kind of. He he has, like, this really, like, white mottled skin around this, like, big gaping, like, red lamprey mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not not a fan. Don't like it. Uh, the, the very only, the only thing I remember about the X Files is the Simpsons crossover episode with <laughs> Mulder and Scully. I'm, That's a good thing to remember. Yeah. Oh, jeez, it it's the feds. <laughs> <laughs> I bring you love. Also, something that scared me. Well, was it was Mr. Funny. Burns. You should be afraid of billionaires. I mean, I'm I'm afraid of Mr. Burns no matter what because of what he represents. But that particular Mr. Burns was not great. <laughs> yeah. I bring you love. It's Mr. <laughs> Burns. Ah, oh, it's Mr. Burns. Kill it. Brings us love. Kill it. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, good times. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I was a very, I watched a lot of TV as a kid and I, I, I just, I had a very, like, a very porous brain when it came to stuff that, that frightened me. Uh, you know what I'm just finding surprising because I know you probably watch it too. We have not mentioned anything about Yu-Gi-Oh or like any of that stuff it's like nope that didn't scare us Beans. Yu -Gi -Oh. <laughs> what huh you what you, you don't know what Yu-Gi-Oh is no I said I loved Yu-Gi-Oh oh yeah me too okay sorry I, I didn't hear that I'm also just like I'm surprised that none of that scared the shit out of us oh I I don't know why it didn't like yeah, it, it's it's funny because like I remember all this stuff that did scare me from other things or caused me distress as a child, but I not not a lot of it was from the anime that I watched, and I watched quite a bit of anime when I could. Right. Huh. Weird that. It's it's so strange how like yeah none of that had any any effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a lot of stuff that you'd think that would have. Cause like that's you know what it is. It's because like they couldn't, they didn't have to like dance around the subject matter of like, ah oh, yes, you're gonna die if you do this. <laughs> if you die in the card game, you die for real. It's like, oh no, you get banished to hell. Which by the way, in it, in it, it's just banished to hell. The Shadow Realms a much cooler name. Rare case where the four kids censorship might have actually been better. <laughs> Shadow Realm is infinitely cooler sounding. Yeah, it is infinitely cooler sounding. But it's just really funny to be like, man, wild that, like, like none, none of the Pokemon, Pokemon episodes that had literal ghosts, ghosts or any the, the Digimon. Pokemon. Okay, the only thing related to Pokemon that ever scared me was when you're in Lavender Town and you haven't gotten, like, the Sylph scope yet, so, like... All the ghosts you see are just like those shadowy amorphous blobs with like big mean faces. Yep. <laughs> those upset me and I don't know why. Also the fact that your Pokemon could like die, that there were people who were like there to like grieve their Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> And that made me... It's only one of those things that you forget is a thing that could happen. And it's like, oh yeah, this is a thing that happens. It's like, no. real. No, they don't die, they just faint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that was the only thing that ever, ever bothered me cuz like the the ghost pokemon themselves have always been so like goofy and fun. <laughs> yeah. It, like it, it's, it's funny, it's all the children's, children's anime we've seen. seen. No, none, none, none of that came, came out but the Rugrats. Rugrats just like I think Rugrats really nailed, like, kind of the the perspective of what it's like to be a little, little kid and not really understand things well. And sometimes the world is 
scary because it doesn't make sense. Unless you have, like, a really cool greaser-type guy who shows up. Yes. And he, like, brings you back to your mom, and he's like, don't worry, Mrs. P, I got you covered. And, they, and he gives you sunglasses. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, I have something wrong with that specific episode. But yeah, there's something, like, weirdly, like, horrific about all of it that just, like, only they, only, like, Rugrats really tapped into. Because, like, I've watched a lot of anime for kids, and it's, like, it's nowhere near as terrifying as anything I ever saw in Rugrats. Oh, and it's, it's so funny how that works, because it's just, like, Rugrats, of all things. Yeah. You think the show about babies wouldn't terrify you. You're wrong. You're very, it just... very wrong. It it gets the baby experience a little too right. It gets that like like you said, it's that very little kid sort of feeling about the world. Yeah. We were like Oh. Also, maybe because the music was also really fucking weird half the time. Oh, the music was so strange. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you get a member of Devo to do your music. <laughs> that's not even an exa- that much of an exaggeration. There was one that was like that. <laughs> also, like, Angelica bothered me a little bit just because she was so mean. Like, I don't know. They they really do a good job of capturing, like, how how scary, like, older kids can be when they're not very nice to you. <laughs> There's a lot of things that... Rugrats, scariest show for children, not the Angry Beavers. <laughs> who, who Loved lo- Angry Beavers. They loved Angry Beavers. They loved horror movies. Old horror movies, specifically. Yes. That Halloween special, by the way, is, like, a tribute to all those... All those monster classic movie monsters, and it's great. Oh man, that's awesome! I broke my ankle. <laughs> oh, I forgot you. What happened? I broke my other ankle. <laughs> also, you know, shout out to one of the all-time greats, Richard Horvitz, voice of a uh, Daggett, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, just fabulous man nobody can yell quite like him <laughs> no that's a voice that only one person can make and it's him also the voice of a main character of psychonauts rasputin isn't he also yeah. the voice of zim he is also the voice of zim that is i think what he is I most think, well known i think for. what's really funny because you think zim would also pair on our list but i think zim it wasn't ever really terrifying Never. i mean I mean, it was, I think, it should be, but it's not. Zim, I think you you knew what you were getting into right out the gate. Yeah, yeah, I think like when even though I had no idea who Joan Vasquez was back in the day, obviously, like I I think he just he, he wore that shit on his sleeve. Oh yeah, and it's it's so funny now because it's like who let this man have a children's show? <laughs> it really is kind of crazy to think it's like this man had a children's show. Someone, and Nickelodeon thought, it's like, you know who, here are going to be our two new Nicktoons, because they premiered at the same time. It's going to be Butch Harchman and his, like, show about a kid with fairy godparents who have magic. And this weird goth guy with his terrifying things about an alien who replaces people's organs with random objects. And and we should note we should note too that uh, Jonan's previous body of work was Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah, it's it's such a it's a very weird combination that makes not a lot of sense the more you think about it. I mean, I'm really glad they gave him that opportunity because, well, I think watching that show really did make me dumber <laughs> in the process. I don't regret it. No, I think it's a good show. It's just, it's such a weird thing. It's very weird. It's like, it's this weird thing that's like, it's definitely, I think it's because when that came out, we were both like 10. Yeah, I, and, and, yeah and we, I'm, I'm we, pretty we, sure I was 10. We like 10, 9 around that era. It's like the very early 2000s. And by yeah. that point, we were 
we reach the age where it's like that stuff stops being scary and starts being cool. Yeah, you you sort of develop that like bile fascination with like, oh, this is creepy and weird. I like it. Yeah, exactly. And I was unfortunately also a little um little immunized to uh to really like weird unsettling stuff at that point because like also another show i don't know why the hell this was okay with my parents my dad would watch it with me ren and stimpy i i watched that a lot as a young person and i don't know why that was okay with them <coughs> my guess absolutely is... awful <coughs> oh no hold on hi everyone this is called coughing fits you all right dry throat but yeah no i think i think with ren and stimpy it's gross but it's not horrific. It's just disgusting. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's just nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. It's just nasty. yeah. But I, I just I don't I don't know why Ren and Stimpy was okay. <laughs> we'll never but... know for sure. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> and that was some of the things that kind of sort of scared us as a child. But, so now you know a little more about us. Yeah, you know a little bit more about the things that scared us as children, from haunted posters to TV shows to books to our clothes in a closet. Your <laughs> rugrats. To to especially rugrats for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why rugrats affected us so much. But before we go, we still got a little bit of time left. Mm -hmm. We haven't quite reached an hour of talking to each other like crazy people uh what the hell you've been watching sarda um well i am actually pretty uh pretty happy because i finally finished watching skin of rank that uh the uh that spooky movie with the silly name that, that everybody's been talking about was... and you know what it was pretty good yeah that's good yeah it's um i'll say it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. It's it's very, like, it's less of a movie with a story than it is a movie that's just pure vibes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you go into it with that in mind, I think you'll have a better time. But it's it's very unsettling. Um, definitely, if you can, watch it on a laptop at 2 in the morning with headphones in a pitch black room. And I think you'll get the best effect from it. <laughs> there you have it, folks. As for me, um, I haven't been watching anything, anything new that's like a show or a movie, but I do have a YouTube rack. Oh? I, uh, was, I've been watching Ancient Americas. Okay. Fulfilling my other major fascination of history, and it's specifically about, well, pre-Columbian American society and various things. I will read off some titles for you. Uh, The Trouble with Toltecs. The Nazca culture, <laughs> reading between the lines. Uh, let me try, let me look at someone's. Uh, okay, not going to try to pronounce that. I'm not good at it. No, thank you. Fair uh, enough. Uh, the Rise of, of the Maya, pre-classical brilliance. It, this one guy has, it, it, this is probably my favorite one. Potatoes, South America's gift to the world. This is the history of pre-Columbian societies. That is fascinating. Yeah, it's just a bunch of different videos on random topics. Like, he has one on a maze. Uh, the Olmec legacy. Uh-huh. The Mesoamerican calendar. Okay. It's just a whole bunch of stuff. I'll link. Hold on. I'll, I'll send you a link. Because th this is your this is your jam. You will love All this. right. There you go. Also, to get that picture out of the way. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> there you go. This is the channel. It's great. I highly recommend All it. Right. It's respectful, it's educational, and it's just a whole bunch of different random stuff. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for the recommendation. I will be sure to check that one out. Because when I was uh, finishing up Wrath of the Righteous, because that's a game with that's only partially voice acted. I, mm -hmm. I would just play this in the background and just like on my other monitor. I'm like, oh, this, that's fascinating. It's like, oh, of course. That's the origin of the thing. It's like, oh, that's how they deciphered my script. Interesting. 
Well, I always like learning more about history, so that I think is going to be something for me. And plus, I can always use more stuff to draw, too. Yeah. And nothing is more fun to draw than the horrors of, a of, of what came out of pre-Columbian Americans' minds. Yes, indeed. Nothing was truly more metal than that. I love metal things. Yeah, I, I had to recommend some... I, I had to recommend my friend Celine on to uh, Metalocalypse. Yes. I was just, it was last night. She, you know, she referenced the Rick and Morty vid, and I'm like, that's neat and all. It, it was relevant, and I'm like, no, no. Hold on, I need to tell you the real good shit. Her uh, favorite, after just looking at the boys, was uh, Toki Wartooth, which is not... Always true. a good choice. N never a wrong choice with Toki. Oh, yeah. Toki's a good boy. Grandpa's guitar. <laughs> I love Grandpa's guitar. Little baby playing Grandpa's guitars. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, though. Um, yeah. Other in other things, I am in material I am consuming at the moment. Um, I have been, and this isn't a new thing because I reread like no no one's business. I have going been going back through a, a bit of a Nick Cutter binge, and Nick Cutter is an author. He is a pen name for another guy. I believe is a Canadian author. But um, he, he writes all his horror stuff under this name. And if I could describe his, um, his prose style in a sentence, it would be, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> he writes beautifully. His word choice and just usage is exquisite. And he writes some of the most upsetting things you can imagine with it. Yeah. Um, as for me, I think we're going to move on to a little special little thing. And, uh, we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're in the process of hype here at the Skeleton Crew Studios. Uh, the, the Bone Zone, I guess, is where we are officially calling our desks. <laughs> we are, we are. At the, yes, this is the Bone Zone. We are welcome live from, from there. <laughs> welcome from our Bone Zones. That's such a terrible name and I'm, and it's going to stick. <laughs> It's a great name. <laughs> it's a terrible name, and I love it. But uh, what ha it's uh, we're we're both waiting on a certain game that's coming out in two days. Yes, we're both waiting on Yakuza Ishin because we're we will talk about the Yakuza franchise at some point. That is an episode. We know it's an episode. It's just a matter of when. And it's I. It's coming. It combines our two most beloved fascinations. Samurai and these fucking old men. <laughs> these old criminal men. They're not they're they're not normal men. They're definitely not innocent. They're not men. innocent men. Very much not innocent men. Not you, Machima. My one of my favorite bits is how they keep bringing up the one time he drove a dump truck through a thing. Um I I believe it was he it was a pink dump truck and he drove it through a brothel. <laughs> yeah. And uh no one has ever once let it go. I mean, it's, why would you? <laughs> you can't, but it's just so funny. It's been literal like in universe like almost 20 years like 15 years later and no no majima we haven't forgotten the time you did that you absolute goon <laughs> you wild man absolute mad lad yeah but yeah we're, we're waiting on that because that's coming out like literally in two days for us and that's going to be one of, like, the two games coming out for me before another game comes out. Mm-hmm. Because one of those two games, the other one is Octopath 2, which I'm yes. hyped for and excited. I'm starting with Casty the Apothecary this time. Oh, very nice. Well, okay, so I don't know if you know about this, but in the original Octopath demo, the, the, the very first, like, proof-of-concept demo, they only had uh, Ulbrich and Primrose's Chapter 1. That's the, uh, Ulbrich was the mm -hmm. older gentleman who was a former knight of a fallen kingdom. 
the other one was uh, Primrose, who was a dancer out for revenge, who was secretly yeah. horrible. And it's all great and all that stuff. But on the second demo, they let you play like the first three hours of the game. And I was your save file. It's one of those. Right. And it was so funny because I'm like, oh, I didn't realize the save file part. So I started and I'm like, I'm going to pick Hannah. I wonder what her deal is. So I did that and she ended up being my lead off character for the rest of the game because of it. <laughs> Not mad. Just like, well, I uh, should have read the fine print. I guess Not so. I am complaining. Hannah was good. But yeah, this time I around, am... I'm ready. So deliberate choices. Yeah, I'm. Looking up the characters on the on the wiki right now, and everybody looks pretty cool. Uh, for the first game or the second game? Second game. Oh yeah, no. Um, it's also Octopath Two is that meme image from Tumblr, where someone said it's like if you want a D and D party that's a pirate, samurai, cowboy, and whatever the th and whatever the th fourth one was, you could do that. And this game is yeah. that in. In a nutshell, because you got. I'm, I'm going purely based on vibes for this new group on which one I think I would like. Um, I like Temenos the cleric because he has kind of a bastardly face. Oh, oh no, no, it's better. better. He's, He's an inquisitor. inquisitor. Oh, he is a bastard. Hold on. Oh, good. Hold on. Okay, I have something for you about this since we were talk talking about it. I have. Uh, let me. Where where are they? They're like in a weird spot. I know I have them. Uh, here we go. I have all the... They have all the character themes. They were already posted online. I'm just going to send them to you. Very neat. There we go. And press the button. All eight files you can play on your computer. Doesn't work on your phone, ladies and gentlemen. But, yeah. Very uh, cool. You have Sirone the Thief. You have Casty the Apothecary. Temenos the Cleric. Partuccio the Merchant, who wants to defeat the devil known as Poverty. <laughs> But, but no, he, he sounds, sounds like, well, well gosh shucks, ma'am. How to feed that devil. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what he talks like. like. Oswald the scholar, Ochet the hunter, Agni the dancer, and Hikari the warrior. Okay, I changed my mind. I like Partisho the most. I, he, he's probably he's, he's probably going to be end up being your favorite, but I think you'd also like, to, knowing your taste in male characters, Temnos is 100% a character meant for you. I, I just, I love a good bastard. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, but so, so far, far I'm going to be actually streaming uh, Agni's opening because you're exactly you are not available on Thursdays, and so we can't finish Persona 4 Golden until Sunday. Which might also, by the way, saying it now, you should come to our streams. They're fun. Yes, you should. But yeah, it's very exciting because that comes out next week. So I ha so basically I got the next I, the weekend's going to be devoted to Yakuza on my spare time. Yes. And, and then, then it's going to do Asian, and then it's going to be, after that, I have to beat Octopath Traveler as fast as I can, because after that, at the end of next month, is Woe Long, and I'm like, God, slow down. Slow down, quarter one. You are going to be very busy, my friend. You know it. I'm excited. Everyone's excited. Yes. These games are fun. Games are fun. They are. Fun things are fun. <laughs> yeah, but we are we are definitely like both of us are like you. I know you have it ready to go. Mm -hmm. You're waiting for midnight Thursday night, being like, <laughs> I am salivating. <laughs> I am too because it's like I need something new to play, and this is like the perfect thing I need for the moment. Yes. It's like we're like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> give it to me. So we got a lot to look forward to. Well, uh, anything else, my friend? Uh, I don't really think so. I think we covered all the stuff we wanted to cover today. Unless you have something yes, you want indeed. to talk about. Ah, uh, nothing really of note, no. Well, I uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for everything that's coming up. Uh, I hope y'all are ready to hear a lot about Yakuza Ishin, because I'm not going to shut the fuck up about it. If you follow Sardo at Autopsy Garland on twitter on the twitters you will probably see many pictures of it yes you will <laughs> and if you are come to any one of my streams when sardo's around we're probably also going to talk about it briefly yes i know it's going to happen to us on sunday 
Oh, I, it, it I, will. I realize something, and I'll tell you once we're done about Sunday, and you're going to find it funny. But the point is, we're really excited for what's coming up in our lives, and I hope you are too. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you for once again yeah. listening to our podcast. You can follow me at AlmightyStrauss on Twitter.com. Also, the same on Twitch, where I stream Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. I almost said Monday. I do not stream Mondays. <laughs> Strasse's streams are really fun. You should go see them. You can also usually find Uncle Death here quite often. You're like my most consistent guest. Yes. You're, you're practically I'm... my co-host, like semi-permanent co-host at this point. Not that I, I I'm am complaining. A... <laughs> I'm a fairly frequent co-pilot. Yeah. Great co-pilot. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. I hope you have a lovely evening and a lovely rest of your week. Subscribe to the channel that this is posted on, please. I know who huh. the first subscriber was. It was me. <laughs> and we'll see you when we see you yeah. next time. We will uh, hopefully have this up by uh, Monday the 20th. Yes, okay, it is the 20th. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll try to... If you haven't seen it already, I hope you have a wonderful time. And we'll see you on the next episode where we'll talk about something different. I don't know. Yeah. Something. It's not going to be the brain worms. Not yet. Be warned. It'll be a surprise. Yay. To us, too. We haven't decided yet. Yes. No one knows. Least of all us. Yes. <laughs>